0: you're listening to the common fan podcast a husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan
1: hello common fans welcome back to another installment of the common fan podcast i am tj burkle as always with the fellow common fans Maddie Owens Sr. and Geoff in Lincoln. What's up, fellas?
0: Hey, TJ.
2: Tyler, how you doing?
1: Good. How are you guys today? Feeling great. great.
2: Moved on from the weekend. We're over that now. So <laughs> we're, we're putting on the page it behind and us. Feeling pretty good, actually.
1: Absolutely. I'm glad to hear it. Well, reminder to the fellow common fans to follow the podcast on your streaming platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter at, at @commonfanGBR, GBR. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram uh, and send your uh hot takes and uh, suggestions and smart remarks and uh comments and anything you've got to commonfangbr at gmail.com. We have a really cool guest today that we're very excited about. Uh joining us is Husker super fan slash first ever college game day sign holder, Bobby Merced, a true fellow common fan who literally changed the world with a single sign. Bobby, thank you for joining the common fans today.
3: Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I changed the world forever. You got to remember
1: that, <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to remember to say that next time. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs>
3: So, Bobby, well, there was you... two versions of the commercial.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and now, Bobby, are you you're born and raised in uh, Nebraska? Are you are you a Lincoln guy, or where are you from?
3: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was born and raised here in Lincoln. You know, I was six blocks from the from campus. Lived here all my life. Um, with the with the Clinton Whittier and Whittier Jr High and Lincoln High, man. So I've been here all my life.
1: All right, you're a Lincoln High guy. I love it. We, I, you know, as pious that's guys, right. as pious guys, we'll try not to hold that against you. But um, <laughs> um, that's and- all right.
3: Le- at least you're not Southeast guys, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Amen
1: to that. <laughs> Amen to that. And uh, so, so you're you're a lifelong. Husker fan Uh, you're you're I've I've read some of the articles I've read have referred to you as a as a super fan is that uh, is that how you describe yourself
3: yeah you know I think so you know I've uh, I bet you my first football game that the stadium was probably about 1966 I would think and I don't think I hardly missed the game until maybe the early 2000s so yeah we we did our best getting in those games back when we were kids. It was a lot easier to, to get in those games. You could sneak in, you know, you can climb the fence, go over the barbed wire, run across that practice field on the uh, South stadium there before they built, before they built on, or we ran in with the band or, or we got in as any way we could back in them days.
1: Do you, do you have a, okay. Prior to the, setting aside the, the sign game in 1994 do you have a favorite husker memory aside from that we'll and we'll get to the sign story
3: you mean like back in yeah uh probably uh 1978 uh number one oklahoma came to number two nebraska and uh oklahoma's marching on us i think the, the final score ended up being 1714 nebraska but uh We always stood down there on that, what would that be, southwest corner of the stadium. We stood there because we never had tickets. There'd be a bunch of us down there. And uh, Billy Sims took the handoff coming around the right right side. Uh, I think, uh, I I don't know who hit him, but our governor, Pillen, recovered the fumble. (laughs) And, we yeah, we recovered it at the three. And after that game was over, me and my buddies, we went down to the 3 Yard line because it was right there in our corner, and we just laid on it for a while, and then um, <laughs> the rest of the fans, you know, the rest of the crazy fans, they were they were taking the goalposts down O Street about that time. So, that I think the nineteen seventy eight game it really sticks out. Yeah.
1: Oh that that's oh, yeah. incredible. I think was yeah. that was that To's first win over Oklahoma.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay,
3: I believe it, man, because because they, they broke our hearts for a long time, Oklahoma yeah. did. But I like Oklahoma, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I like them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: we, look back, just... we look back on the Sooners a little more fondly now, don't we, Bobby? Exactly. Well,
3: you know, <laughs> we do, but you know, you gotta, you, as a football fan, you gotta like them, man. I mean, especially when, you know, that game of the century when they had the Selman brothers and and Rich Glover took on all three of them, and and uh, <laughs> you know uh, they had such great running backs in the the old T Bone offense. I mean, yeah, they you know they they you hated them, but at the same time you had to love them as a team. Yeah,
1: I think there is a lot of mutual respect between the two fan bases, even if I think of a, I was on a work trip. I'm wearing a Nebraska T-shirt. I walked by a guy at the hotel wearing an Oklahoma hat. And we just started talking and kind of talked about how we missed the old big eight days and, and that, you know, that the tradition and the rivalry the day after Thanksgiving, because there, there are, there there really are one true rival. I, you know, historically, I believe that. And I think there's a lot of mutual respect between the fan bases Whereas, you know, with like an Oklahoma or with a, excuse me, with like a Colorado or a Miami, we just hate them. We don't
0: respect <laughs> them. Right. <we just> <laughs> <them. laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been to Norman, to a Husker games in Norman three times. And um, every single time the OU fans are just the most courteous and uh, respectful. And they, they really see it kind of the same way that we do. I think there's a mutual respect there. Yeah, I think so. So
1: so Bobby fast forward to 1994 college game days coming to Lincoln, who were the Huskers playing that day?
3: Uh they were playing UCLA.
1: UCLA. Right. Okay. Yeah. And September did you 17. And you you're living in Lincoln at the time and did you did you have a ticket to the game or did you just want to wander down and see the madness that that came with college game day?
3: Uh you know, I i did not have a ticket yeah uh, like you know i just like i said uh i met i, I met that friend of mine art art and k in um new jersey kickoff classic we played in West Virginia, the first game of the uh season that year yep yeah we, we kicked their butts you know and um <laughs> and so that's where I met art and k he was from fremont but he retired in washington dc so that's where I met him but well, during that week, prior to UCLA, I called Art up, you know, and I told him that I wanted to send him a shout out, you know, like I said in the commercials and stuff. And that was true. That's what I said. And, and so I was working in Nebraska Hall. I was a computer operator for uh, computing services there in Nebraska Hall. So I was getting off work at about noon. And back then, uh, these big old pallets of computer paper, just boxes of computer paper, after each level was a big old piece of cardboard in between each uh, level of layer of uh, paper boxes. So I just took that, I just <laughs> I just took a piece of cardboard. It was huge too. And I said, you know, hi, k and Art in Fairfax, Virginia. I just got off work to walk down to the East, it was on the East Stadium then, uh, like they had it in 2019, about the same spot. And uh, just held up my sign once they came on, just, Walked on down there. That's in the rest of history, I guess. <laughs> no kidding.
1: That's, That's so. And so I, I read, or or maybe it was in the commercial, or maybe both. But so someone made you sort of put it away or take get get rid of it. Was that the campus police that had a
3: problem with it, or was yeah. it
1: the ESPN people that had a problem with it?
3: Well, the ESPN apparently sent the cops. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, at. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. That's what the cop said. That's what the campus <laughs> cop said. So, okay. And me being a law abiding citizen, I, I went ahead and put my sign down.
1: <laughs> well, good yeah. for you on that one. So do you know in your, cause you know, you're in the, you're famous in the commercial now, and you, I assume you've talked to some folks from ESPN. Did they, when did, how did it go from that to um signs becoming a thing did did signs did did they realize they were their mistake and making you take it down or was it seasons later that that signs kind of started popping up or do you do you know the history there
3: you know i don't all i know is in 94 tom rinaldi with espn he went back to find the first sign and they started at game one and they only had to go to game three and we were the third traveling roadshow forum. So, um, you know, that's a good question. I would love to know when the second sign was seen on game day. Yeah. Or you know, when that caught on.
1: But I have no idea. Yeah. We're going to start a social but media I, campaign to try to help figure that out.
3: There you go. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you know this, but back in 94, they had a little, uh little, promotional thing about the first sign uh, on game day that day, and and it was called, um, I don't know if you've guys seen it or you're aware of it, but it was called, um, let's see here, Uh, it was called uh, History of College Game Day Signs. So if you YouTube that, History of College Game Day Signs, you would see what they put on in 94. Okay, and that's All when right. they introduced
1: me as the first sign guy. All right, that's well, wow. check check it out on YouTube, fellow Common fans. Um, this is uh, quite quite the tradition you started, Bobby. It's pro- literally literally. Uh, I feel like college game day is really one one. I'm a baseball guy. I love baseball, but one could make the argument that college football is America's pastime these days, and I feel like college game day is a huge part of the fabric of yeah. how, how we celebrate college football every Saturday. And, and part of, you know, one big thing, one big feature of college game day is the signs. So you're, I mean, I think you might be up there with like the sellout streak, Bobby. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. absolutely.
3: Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: when you think about it, like there's two things I, I know game day for it's Corso and the, the headpiece and then it's, game day signs so i guess do you still are you still kind of in, i know it's been a long time since then but are you still watching game day and just kind of in awe every time you turn that on because i feel like if i started a tradition that became that big just based off a of one yeah. thing i would constantly just kind of be on cloud nine or in disbelief every saturday morning i don't know if you still <laughs> feel that way does it still hit you the same yeah, way because I think, I think it would be weird
3: you know i do when they- they contacted no. I, they didn't contact me. I contacted them. But when they did that feature in '94 on the first sign, um, I knew something was up. I knew I knew that I've done. I I did something. But then after '94, well, they did invite me to Northwestern and Ohio State that that fall. I did go make an appearance on the show in '94, uh, in uh, in you know, in Chicago there, but um. Then it fell off after that. You know, I, I heard mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, yeah, I watched it, and and I'm thinking, you know, how cool some of those signs were compared to the first sign, which said hello <laughs> to a couple people in Fairfax, right. Virginia, you know. But, sure. um, yeah, it, it, until 2019, when they came here for Ohio State, you know, I took my sign, I went down there and met some people, and they they put me on in 2019. And then, um, and that's basically how I got the commercial because they did the guy with the flag last year uh, so from from Washington. Wazoo. Yeah, um, yeah, state, yeah. That yep. flag they did that, and then, and then um, I got a call from Lindsay Lloyd. She's the gal that was running the ESPN Game Day in 2019 here, and she said that you know there was an opportunity to, to make a commercial, and I always thought you know, after watching game day after game day and seeing all those cool signs and, you know, everybody make a fuss about it. I always thought, I go, man, there's gotta be more than that. There's gotta be more, you know, recognition yeah. than, you know, sure. putting me on for a couple, for a couple of minutes. And, but, uh, but no, it all, it, it all turned out pretty good. You know? Yeah. That's
1: fantastic. Now, now do you, did you keep in touch with art and K from Fairfax, Virginia?
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know, when that, when that, uh, when that history of college game day sign came on in 94, he called me, he goes, he goes, Bobby, you need to get on YouTube and look at this video. And I did. And it, it, it's just like, it's like what the commercial, exactly what the commercial said is I looked at that and I said, Hey, that's me. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And yeah. then, um, so we, yeah, we keep in touch. He, like I said, he was from Fremont, retired CIA. So he still lives out in Fairfax. But we talk about we talk about every weekend we do during during um because he's a huge Husker fan. Anything on the East Coast, he's there, you know. So um he 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 graduated UNL in nineteen sixty. So oh, wow. He saw he saw some really bad football, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Back in, so.
1: well. Yeah, it's such a cool and unique story. It's it's one more one more part of college football lore that uh, Husker Nation gets to gets to own. And that's thanks to you, Bobby. So um, really appreciate you. Really appreciate you joining us and sharing your story tonight. Any any final thoughts for the common fans or, uh, you know, uh, any predictions for the uh, game against Maryland this weekend or anything like that?
3: You know, I you know, man, I'm. I'm just waiting. I'm just hoping, just like everybody else, we get that one win. I don't care who it's against. Maybe we'll get three wins. <laughs> um, but if we don't get it this year, we got to get it next year.
0: <laughs> and
3: sure. um, we just got to hang in there. I mean, we've been through a lot last 20, 25 years. You know, um, even me, I kind of fell off there for a while, you, you know, at Firing all these coaches and hiring all these coaches. I, you know, I got a little frustrated, but, um, sure. you know, the heart's still there, man, you know, we could do it. We can that's, come back.
1: Yeah. we, we that, That's a common theme on Amen. this podcast. Yeah. Like we're, we'll be back. We're going to be back. And, uh, I think, I really do think it's going to happen this year. We get back to yeah. that bull game and then, then it's onward and upward yeah. from there.
3: So, Well, as Martin, as Martin Luther King says, I may not be there to see that day, but, I hope so man I, hope so. <laughs> I awesome. hope so
1: all right well thank you so much Bobby really appreciate you joining us tonight and uh, we're Great. gonna we're gonna try to figure out we're gonna get you that answer on who had the second sign in college game day yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna try to figure that out
3: that'd be cool man because yeah yeah we need to know that because I, when did it actually take off you know yeah <laughs> right, we'll see we, we'll know? see if
1: we can help you find that answer sounds good. All right, you have a great night. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby.
2: It's
1: a pleasure. You,
3: guys.
1: Be cool. We'll see you later. <laughs> All right, That's good,
2: man. We'll take, take care, care Bobby. Take care. Yeah. Good having you. Yeah.
1: So cool to have a Husker super fan and a first ever college game day sign holder Bobby Merced join the show and tell us his story.
0: Uh, what do you guys think about that? That was pretty oh, cool. God. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, that little was great little piece of college football history there. I know. Uh, um, I
1: love, it's fun. It's fun to get a little more insight and context than what you see in a, in a 30, 30 second ESPN commercial. As cool as that is. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: just, I still can't wrap my head around if he, if I was him and I watched TV every game day going forward, you just or have a constant reminder that that was you that started all that. Right. You
0: can't, you can't imagine college game day without the signs now. Like yeah. exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. you almost don't see anybody's faces because there's so many signs in the crowd sometimes.
2: Yep, for sure.
0: They've changed always, a lot. The signs have changed a lot. The signs certainly not, have changed. Not a not lot. just a shout out to to you know his, your buddies in Fairfax, Virginia. There's a there's a lot of uh. I mean, some of those signs are a little bit racy. Might get even taken okay. away. A little by spicy. The game yeah. day, game oh, yeah. day crew. Or the or the,
3: the
1: or the campus police at the direction of the game day crew. Yes.
2: And I know it's in 1994. Did he say the, what was the exact date? I couldn't hear him there.
0: It he said September, September 17th. 17th.
2: Se- September 17th.
0: Yeah. yeah. Guess who's birthday I, I, That's your, that's your birthday, isn't it? Jeff? It
2: is my birthday, damn it.
0: <laughs> you, you were, you were two, you turned uh, 12 that day, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, I know what was popular on my birthday in 1994. I did a little bit of research before we d- went on the pod today. Do you want know movies came out that were the top movies in nineteen? Oh, I know. Remember? Hold, I know on, hold on, hold
1: on, hold uh, on. I want to guess. Hold on. So yeah. we were twelve. Uh, I got a couple guesses. Owens, go ahead. Um,
0: Pulp Fiction.
2: So I, I might talk. I won't on. say anything. But oh, what yeah. one best picture that year? Try take a stab oh. at that. It
0: wasn't. It, it wasn't Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, Ninety-four.
1: So uh, was that the summer where we got um, Twister and? Nope. The Rock. Nope. No. I'm going to take been, a stab that might have been at... That a couple summers later.
2: Jurassic Park? No. But that I'm was gonna, before. That was before.
0: I'm going to take a stab at best picture. Um, I have no Cheated. idea this is even close. Um, the English patient. No. No. <laughs> uh,
2: goes under the radar. Forrest Gump.
0: Oh. The, oh, gosh. Yeah. We
2: 94.
0: all love Forrest Gump, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. that old. Another big movie that year was Lion King. That was like mm-hmm. the number one grossing movie of the year. Bet awesome action movie though. True Lies?
1: Oh I yeah. Mean, oh yeah.
2: You can't say awesome action movie. James Cameron movies not mentioning True Lies. I mean, you got that Jamie Lee Curtis scene. Ooh wee. Yeah.
1: Woo! Wow. Wow. Woo!
2: <laughs> uh, and Sounds this like that had a, that had a
1: big impact on Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> twelve new, to, year
2: old John. Yeah, twelve year old What to think? Well, you're watching the movie with your parents, and you're like, I think I need to leave. I don't think I should be in the same room watching this with you. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, happening? <laughs> the other th- the other three I brought up. This was in the freaking when Jim Carrey was at a fever pitch. He had Ace Ventura that year, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all in the oh, same freaking yeah. year. That was all nine. That was all ninety four. All nineteen ninety four. Wow! Get out of here. What a, what year. a year! Yeah. Right. So right. and then this, I is,
1: this, the this money. is okay. This is so that same song. So it was ninety six that Twister came out. The yeah. Rock. I feel like there were like three or four big time action like summer movies. Sorry, now I want to. We can go back. Uh, Mission Impossible was in ninety six. Um, Independence Day. That was the other oh, one. That was yeah. a great. That was a great summer for movies. It was. Especially really. to be like a, a early teenage boy. Like those were some great yeah. movies.
2: I'm pretty sure we went and saw Independence Day on July 4th. Like I would rather, <laughs> have, I I, I forewent lighting off fireworks just to go see Bill Pullman give that awesome speech.
1: Good for you, Jeff. Gosh, a, what a, you call me, person.
2: I'm not, a, you tell me I'm not American. Give me a break. <laughs> Down with both of you.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Did you have more? Did you oh. have more 94 research?
2: The only other stats I had, I don't know how big you guys are into video games, but obviously Madden has been around forever. So Madden was, and it's I think that was almost brand new back then, I think they came out with Madden 95, because it's always the year prior they released the next year's game. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Super Metroid. I was all in on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis back then. So all it, sounds, the like it. it sounds like it. It sounds like it. And I'm pretty sure that boys to men released like their entire greatest hits album in the summer of 94 <laughs> on bended knee. I'll make love to you came out. Stop. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm stop sorry. Just, I'm going stop. off the radar here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop I'm sorry. With the, we, don't every, we don't need We don't. Hey, every hey, hey to real quick. Song.
0: You know, what other movie was in 94? What? Speed. Oh yeah, that's Speed. such a good movie. Yeah. Thank oh my God,
2: Keanu! God bless you,
1: Keanu. I mean, Reed. Keanu.
0: You got Jeff Daniels. Yep. You got Dennis Hopper, hey,
1: Sandra Bullock. That movie freaked me out, dude. At that age, that really oh, freaked yeah. me out.
0: So uh, is that the, is that the same year as the uh, OJ and the White Bronco?
2: Not it is. That is ninety four. I, I exactly have right. like this yep.
0: weird recollection of my dad allowing me to go see Speed with him in the theater. And then when we got home, OJ was in the high speed chase in the in the white Bronco. Oh my gosh!
2: It was the same year. Yeah. I swear
0: You're it right. was the I swear it was the same day. Like it's like one of those memories you have that's a little hazy, but it, yep. I swear it was. I
2: mean, you guys, good. you guys
1: know what else happened in 1994? What else? The Nebraska Cornhuskers won the college football national oh, championship, yeah. championship. You're damn right. People, the people, people forget that. People forget, forget that. people forget that.
0: Three, three, and four years, guys. That's right. And that we, was the we first went of three. We went sixty and three over five seasons. Those were
1: some times. Machi machi. If I was Bobby Merced, I would take credit for that too. Just I would just take credit Hell for that whole yes. that whole run of excellence. That run?
2: absolutely.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, p- pivoting fast forward, we got a few more uh, items for you, common fans. Uh, and fast forwarding to the present day, which is uh, not quite as exciting on the gridiron, but we're getting there. We're getting back there. I um, wanted to draw attention to there's a really interesting conversation on Twitter today, and we're recording this on Tuesday, November 7th. It'll be a day or two before we put this out. So uh, this will be a couple of days old, I guess, but the conversation still applies. So uh, you had uh, John Bishop commented on an exchange on Twitter and uh, Eric, Twitter handle at Stumanji, tweeted, Nebraska may still make a bowl game, but man, the Minnesota and MSU games will make them sick once the season is over. There for the taking. And then Nickel Trader at Nickel underscore trader uh, responded to that and said, Counterpoint, we're going to look back at the Illinois slash Northwestern slash Purdue games and be grateful we got some W's considering how bad we've played. So uh, John Bishop then kind of riffed on this or commented on this and basically said, is Nebraska more likely to be kicking themselves for losing to Minnesota and Colorado, or should Huskers be counting their lucky stars? They won against mistake prone, or excuse me, they won mistake prone games versus Illinois Northwestern
0: and Purdue. I thought this was really thought provoking. I think, I mean, I can't, can't all of that be true. At the same time, that
1: was kind of my thought.
0: Like, I mean, yeah, we, I think, I don't think anybody, any reasonable Husker fan, um, thinks that we're something that we're not. I mean, we've seen really good football, right? Um, and I think we're at the same time, we're grateful that we won those games considering we're not where we want to be yet, but also, you know, we definitely should have beat Michigan State and Minnesota. I don't know if you can really throw we've talked about this on the pod. We don't know if you can really throw Colorado in there. Maybe if we if you know Heine was starting earlier in the year and you, and he started that game, maybe. I mean, but um, it's
1: hard it's hard to say like we we were down 36 7 before a garbage time T D right at the end. Right. When you when you lose 36 14, it's you, you can't really say we should have should won the game. No, you can't could really have. say that. maybe could have and if, if a lot of things go differently, but yeah. Um, I I agree with you, Matt. Um, I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. And I think like, look, we've, we've talked about this all year. This is a flawed team. They make lots of mistakes. They're also like trying to build a foundation and trying to build something that we hope will, one, get better and better, and two, last for many years to come. And so the the losses that have been close were ugly. You know, they were kind of ugly games and like all any loss is always ugly to me. Um, But the wins for the most part have also been ugly wins. Like this is just, we talked about this on the Michigan state recap. This is kind of where we are as a program and credit to the team for closing the deal in all of their wins. Um, You know, because we have turnover issues because we don't have all the pieces we want on, offense, but we were, we, we brought this up many times before Michigan state. There's the concern when you put so much at the feet of your defense, Geoff, you brought this up on our last recording, when you put so much at the feet of your defense and you ask them to respond again and again, after turnovers and mistakes and pinning, you know, terrible field position and all these things, like the defense played really well against Michigan state, that the numbers are sound. Those the many teams would take those numbers any week um, yeah, USC, we, would,
0: USC would take this <laughs> USC, <right> <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure exactly Uh, but it wasn't enough because you know the offense isn't good enough to go win a ball game for
0: us right and that's yep. just
1: where we are and so yes we're kicking ourselves I think because you know that Minnesota game I think we talked about that's one where I didn't think we were going to win that game going into it and it wasn't any reflection on Matt Rule or the Nebraska Cornhuskers or anything it was first Game of a new coach, um, going in to on a an away, you know, away game, first game ever, conference Thursday. game. Yeah, Thursday night, conference game away. That took that was really hard for me to say for some reason. Um, <laughs> I just didn't expect us to win. So then you're up 10 3 late in the fourth quarter. Then it's like, shoot, we should, we should get out of here with the W. And then you don't. So yeah, you're going to kick yourself for that. You're going to kick yourself yep. for Michigan State. Um, you know i think it's maybe, maybe maybe the one thing i would disagree with here is like the way bishop put it was should they be counting their lucky stars they won mistake prone games let's give the team some credit they won yeah. those games because the defense was excellent right? Yeah. right and so and and special teams made plays as well and so yeah they were mistake prone and the team's not perfect and we've covered all that ground but they get credit they get credit for the w's too so no, they shouldn't be counting their lucky stars. Like we earned five and just like we have to own five and four, like, like coach rule said in his press conference this week, we have to own that when looking at the games we could have won. We also like get to take credit for the team gets to take credit for five and four because they won those five games and we're still in a position to compete for the West. And we're still in a position to get to a bowl game. So I see, you know, I think that it all comes back to, I see progress this year. I see them building something. People do not want to hear it. We've we've talked about it till we're blue in the face, but we're in a building slash rebuilding phase. I thought about this today, guys. Going back to 2017, we only had even five wins once. So <laughs> 2018, we were four and eight. 2019, we were five and seven. That's the high water mark for the frost era. 2020, we were three and five. That's the COVID shortened year, but still could have, would have, should have won at least two of those two more of those games that year. So 3 and 5 in 2020, 2021, greatest 3 and 9 team ever, everybody knows it. Yeah. Um 2022 four and eight. So only once in since 2016 have we even gotten to the five win mark where we are right now. And so there's an impact on that, there's an impact on the on the team, on the program, you have to learn how to win. There there is something to that. And mm-hmm. that's what we're in the process of doing.
0: Yeah. I I I I don't know. I I think I don't know if it's the and let, let me be clear on this. We, I, I mean, we talk about how flawed this team is and I, you guys are probably in the same boat as me. I don't know if it's the YouTube series that they've done or cause that's co- really cool. Getting to peek under the hood a little bit, <laughs> excuse me. But um, I love this team. Like, I don't know if it's because we get to see them a little bit more. Um, <coughs> sorry. Sorry. We can edit that out, TJ. No, nah, we're not um, gonna edit. We're we're leaving all your coughs in. Well, there's more coming. I'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: So
1: I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that point though. Mattio just muted, and he appears to be hawking up a lung. So uh, let us know if we need to call.
2: Oh god, the headphones call, came off.
1: Let us know if we need to call Catherine and tell her to run downstairs. It looks like he's breathing again. <laughs> I think he's fine. <laughs> well, there's his leg sticking straight up. I think he's going to be fine. Everyone, don't don't worry about it. I'm um, no, but- I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry. What what I was saying was, I think I think what I was trying to get to before I had a coughing attack. <laughs> sorry, the the Owens fam had a little bit of a uh, fall virus going through our house here with a lot of. Uh, coughing and congestion and such. Um, I think we're going to look back on this team and maybe even as soon as next year or in a couple of years and see this team as the guys that like got things going. And I think,
1: I think that's exactly right. I think rule as, yeah. as Burzall said the other night rule is ahead of schedule in that regard. Yes. I think like he could be, I think they could be forgiven if they weren't even in this position. Right. Right. I mean, you, you always give a year one coach, a lot of leeway and a lot of leash. Um, and Matt, to, to your point, I think there's something to what you're saying. Um, we, we retweeted this today, um, but one of the Maryland reporters, um, some of the Maryland coaches and players were talking to the media today. And one of the Maryland reporters um, said, this is Jeshwan Jones, uh, one of their wide receivers. Jones says the biggest thing about Nebraska is how hard the Huskers play every game, every down adds that they do a good job of keeping things in front of them defensively. But I just love that, that other teams are, that's what they notice about us, yeah, And that's, that that's what perception, they, they yeah. know. We're going to bring it and they know we're they're going to be in for a dog fight and they know they're going to get hit and they're going to get punched in the mouth. Like that. You can get more playmakers on offense. You can get, you know, you can improve things as the years go on in terms of scheme and talent and all those things, but if the culture right now is that even other teams see how my, my buddy who's a Minnesota fan texted me the first game against Minnesota, he texted me how gritty the Huskers looked. Yeah, like when was the last time we had a tough ass, you know, gritty team that fought like this team is fighting? I, I think it's been a while.
0: Yeah, and just think, yeah. and I think we are smart enough to know, like, let, let's get these guys the guys we have coming back and let's get them a full real off season with this coaching staff and the strength and conditioning staff. And just, I mean, we're going to be so, so hyped and excited to start the year next year. I mean, ideally it'd be nice if we're even more excited because we do get that bowl game, but whatever happens the last three games, um, it's going to be awesome to see, to see this evolve over the next uh nine ten months going into the start of next season
1: for sure well especially after we end the year with the victory in the in the Vandalay Industries Bowl in Sheboygan <laughs> damn right <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's that's gonna just that's gonna springboard us into next season um well speaking of Maryland we we touched on this a little bit at the end of the Michigan State recap but uh, wanted to revisit a few items the uh, the turtles are uh, are in a very similar position as the Huskers. They like Nebraska, are five and four. Um, <clears throat> Interestingly, they started off five and zero. Um, now there was they had three pretty pretty non impressive non conference teams, and then they beat Michigan State and Indiana. Uh, so they started off five and zero. They have since lost four in a row, lost to Ohio State uh Illinois Northwestern and Penn State. So they kind of got rolled by the big boys in the east and those games against Illinois and Northwestern were closer. Um uh, but they just got beat up by Penn State. Um and looking ahead, um they've got a game against us coming up along with Michigan, uh, as everyone knows the Michigan Astros, and 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 they end uh, against Rutgers. Um and so, you know, Matty I know you had some thoughts on this one. Um, I'll just, I'll just turn it over to you, sir.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at that, you know, you just mentioned who they play the last three and I'm, I'm thinking they they're looking at this, these last three games very similar to us because, you know, they've got us and then they play Michigan at home. That's, that's a loss unless they shock the college football world. And then ending the year at Rutgers. Similar to how we've talked about, we don't want bowl eligibility to come down to the last game against Iowa. I'm doubting that they want their bowl eligibility to come down to the last game at Rutgers. Who, by the way, Rutgers, pat on the back, Gregory Shiano. Rutgers is already bowl eligible. They're six and three. Okay. Yeah. Impressive. I, you know,
1: Dude, mm-hmm. dude, we, we've seen it when we've played them. Yeah, we beat them last year and in 2020 but like yeah. Chiano Chiano's instilled a culture of toughness in that team man um you know they're never going to probably be the the elite of the Big 10 but that's a, they're not they're not an easy out anymore
0: no no they are really not it's it's like i'm getting flashbacks of the old uh gold keep chopping wood Rutgers and Greg Chiano's first go around with those guys i mean you remember when it was <laughs> it was the Big East was actually kind of formidable it was a little top heavy but it was like Rutgers – West Virginia and I think Pitt. And they were all all three of those were just like beating the snot out of each other every week. Um, uh, the old the old Richrod uh West Virginia teams were so fun with uh Pat White, <laughs> Steve Slayton. Also, Jeff, you'll appreciate this being a lay it on uh, me college football video game guy. West Virginia back then was a very fun team to use on NCAA football, <laughs> uh EA sports. Uh, just run, run the option to death against people. Um, I always
2: used, I always used Georgia Tech. For some reason, they had a quarterback at that point. Oh yeah, like an, a ninety-nine speed. You didn't have to run any specific play. You just break him off to the right for a sweep run. Gone every time.
0: Yeah, and that's when you get your opponent uh, playing in the room with you to throw their controller. Uh, a lot of, an,
2: it, I've seen a lot of physical violence over uh, college football. And yes,
0: football
2: too. A lot of physical. Yeah,
0: violence. Yes, but yeah, back-
1: I, I real quick, quick side track guys do have any of you read diary of a wimpy kid books to your kids or have you have you been exposed to those books yes my kids, I, my read kids them.
2: have them i don't yeah. i've never read them to my children but they have my, them
1: my boys love them the main character is greg Heffley, and gf i want you to know I've, I've known you for what over 25 years and i've never thought G. this before but with you sitting there talking about playing video games all day. I'm just, you're like, you're like Greg Heffley who just all, he he doesn't want to leave the house in the summer. He gets annoyed when anybody even what like the opens, hell is your problem? Opens, <laughs> opens the, opens the curtain to let the sunlight in. And you're, you're, you're just you're Greg Heffley. You just now, want to eat, eat candy and play video games all summer long. That's let me you. just,
2: let me just say something. And I'm not proud of it, but before we hopped on this call, I did play like four or five games of call of duty on the PlayStation. Oh, 5 there Over my shoulder here. Right over my yeah. shoulder, right here. No, I believe that. I can still. Yeah. I can
1: still, you know, picture your parents' windowless basement. And now that I think about it, I don't know that I ever did see you emerge from that basement in the summer.
2: It had windows, all right. We had oh, a swimming oh, sorry.
1: sorry, sorry, sorry,
0: sorry. <laughs> now, did you before we get back to Maryland? Did you ever, TJ? Did you ever see Jeff, um, eating popcorn with with a bottle of mustard in his hand? squirting a little dab of mustard on each little kernel of popcorn and then popping it in his mouth did you ever witness anything like that no i never witnessed that but it's this so from, good this, <laughs> from the guy, this it is from the guy
1: so this from the guy who hates potlucks and snickers bars but he loans mustard yeah. on his popcorn. i'm telling you what p- in the world Popcorn
2: and mustard is delicious <laughs> I'm, I'm so i'm not i'm not afraid to admit it. it's so good I can't.
1: I'm, I must admit, I'm not immediately revolted. It sounds weird, but yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued enough to want to try it. Actually,
2: I'm just a mustard fan in general.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, Dijon. You give me a good Dijon mustard, a spicy mustard. If I go to McDonald's and I get some chicken nuggets, I'm getting that hot mustard. Those like little tub packet things. So damn good. It's delicious.
0: Huh. Well, what? Huh.
2: That's
1: interesting. We just keep learning more. One side benefit of this podcast, Geoff, is
0: we just keep learning
2: more about you. Yeah, mustard's great. Potlucks are trash. Snickers taste like ass.
0: I mean, you think (laughs) you think you know a guy, right? You think you know a guy, right?
2: Right. If there's something weird about the texture of Snickers, I'm not a salty and sweet guy. I don't like crunchy peanut butter.
1: There's something weird about you. All right, Matt, back to Maryland. Okay. <laughs> back, to, back to the Husker football back to podcast. The... <laughs> I'm going to be um, watching that game with popcorn and mustard on Saturday. Right now. Now, now all
0: the <laughs> common fans are curious. They're going to exactly, try it. Exactly. Well, but, and then yep. at, at another, at a different date, I'll tell you about uh, popcorn uh, with cheese whiz.
2: Yeah. Sounds the, good.
0: Because me and Mrs. Owens do dabble in that one. So it's been a while. It's very sodium heavy. Um, and I'm a 41 year old man now, so I gotta start watching that stuff. Um, um, we'll,
1: I actually, I've actually had. Have you ever had popcorn with hot sauce?
0: Oh, I have not. That's oh, okay.
1: Weird.
2: So this is okay, sir. But oh, oh it sounds so good. <laughs> this is fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> We're just spitballing here, Jeff. Just just, spitballing. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. This is a free flow. Just of three ideas. guys talking. <laughs> just three guys talking. That's right. What are you getting so sensitive for? <laughs>
0: I mean, should we just say the hell with Maryland and just do we have a game this weekend or what's what's, what are we even no only the biggest game arguably the biggest game of the season
1: what is this podcast even about I want to go back to talking about true lies screw the okay Matt let's Matt let's definitely talk about Maryland
0: okay well (laughs) we should talk about Maryland first of all no first of all getting back to getting back to this it's still it's so Maryland joined the Big Ten in 2014 uh, just three I think three seasons after I think we were 2011 it still feels weird to me that they are in the Big Ten. Like, I sh- I feel like it should be, like, you know, and maybe not so much football because it doesn't, I don't know. I, I, I feel weird during college basketball season the most because you aren't seeing Duke and Maryland and Maryland against North Carolina and the Tobacco Road schools. But it just feels like Maryland, and, and to you know, to an extent, Rutgers, too. It's like, you're, you know, your weird cousin shows up at the family reunion, Um, and he's like only related to you by marriage and he has the most weird off offhand comments um it's like jeff it's like jeff it's like jeff showing up (laughs) to one of our parties how but no um how dare you buddy i love besides that no on on to the game anyways um i did it i did a common fan deep dive into some stats okay um so i was looking at this and so that the last four games, we as TJ mentioned, the Turps lost their last four. Over those last four, Maryland has averaged just 66 rush yards per game. On the season, they're they're like they top top half of the Big Ten, but that's really that's really top heavy with the first three games. As TJ mentioned, they had, they played kind of an easy schedule, um, Towson and Charlotte and I think uh, Virginia UVA. Um, but it's likely to me this weekend. They're not going to have success running early. They're going to completely abandon it. And so I kind of mentioned this on, on um, the Michigan State recap, but it's basically, it's going to be Talia versus the Blackshirts. So number one, we need to get pressure on Talia. Number two, we need to get some turnovers. The other part, the other stats deep dive was they the Terps are sixth in the Big Ten in rushing defense. However, that's my Stephen A. Smith. However, they have not faced a Big Ten team in the top six in rushing. Ohio State is seventh at 134 yards per game, and Ohio State pretty much just threw the ball over after. I think it was a kind of a rough first half. I remember I kind of watched some of that game, and they threw for over 300 against them. Bottom line, we we alluded to this with, with Mr. Verzal on the recap pod for Michigan State. We need to run the damn ball. And the only time yes. we should be throwing is yes. off of play action or the or the trusty old option pass. We tried the option pass, to, to my recollection, once against Michigan State, and I think their DN kind of crashed down, and Hyberg had to step up in the pocket, and and I think he ended up getting tackled for a loss or you know sacked for one or two yards lost. But um, so piggybacking off of that, we need to run the damn ball. And I was really encouraged to 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 learn that in his press conference, Satterfield said that Rule told him he would like Emmett Johnson to get more touches. And to that I said, "A freaking men, I love this." So if if we can spring if we can pound the rock, sprinkle in some some Tony Grant and some Fleeks, and then hit him with you know a couple of those those William Wallace Heine blaster runs. In there yeah. and have him, and because he they talked to him about him too. He's not he wasn't he's not running the same way that he did the first few starts that he had. We need to run the damn ball, we need to run for over two bills against these guys. I think to have them yep. to have a chance to win.
1: And not only it's not only important like to make the offense go and to score some points, but let's hold the ball. I mean, let's 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 Minnesota them like or you know, right. let's run the game clock down, the play clock down to one second every time. Let's hold the ball as long as possible and give their athletic talented quarterback and their their passing game, which is what what did we say the other day? Top two uh in the uh, top two or three in the Big Ten. Yeah. Let's give them as let's limit their opportunities to do damage, right? Right. And and then when we are in defense, hopefully we get to the quarterback create turnovers. Let's hold the ball as long as we can.
2: Nice let's long not. Drive. let's
1: yes, let's not be doing the straight drop back and sending four or five guys, whatever it is. Even if those routes are open, that's what we've struggled with this year. Lean like lean like really simplify things. There should be like the game plan should be so simple. And the, the point is we we need to we need this win, we need to get to a bowl game. Uh, and we need to do whatever, like whatever we have to do to to get there. Um, so completely agree with you, Matthew. And, and hats off on the on the stats
0: deep dive there. Very yeah, impressive. And Very impressive know, for a common fan. Thank you. And you know what? Yeah. You know what was troubling to me trying to find those stats? They're really damn hard to find. Like you <laughs> cannot find team team offense, rushing team defense, passing the team, more so the team defense stats. Couldn't find them on ESPN. Could they didn't oh, have them on?
1: I got a couple. No, you got to go also. to like
0: the. I ended up finding them on the actual, the actual like Big Ten conference like website.
1: There's a couple good ones them. that there's a couple good ones that um that are like uh, aggregators of all that stuff. And I'll say there's one. It's escaping me what it's called, but I'll find it and send it to you. Oh yeah,
0: send it's it it's
1: fun. You can go. You will go down some rabbit holes because they got everything, both team and individual statistics. But it's like it's like every team statistic you can think of um it's kind of fun to kind of tick through those i love it i love it i'm a kind of a stat nerd Geoff, any thoughts on maryland or popcorn
2: well first of all i want to say that you give him a thank you for doing a deep dive on the stats i do all the research on the 90s movies and music and video games i don't even think i didn't get even an acknowledgement of the hard work i did on this so no 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 (laughs) uh no is there a problem no, there's no problem. I'm fine. I'm good. You know what, Jeff? We're a little underappreciated right now. That's all.
1: Take
0: it up with the board of directors.
1: <laughs> yeah, You could take it up with the board, and you should know they're monitoring
0: right. you very closely right now. Right, put a put a complaint in the complaint box or the idea box. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jeff,
2: thank you for all Last week. We're winning, 20... We're... <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead. We're winning 21-10 next week. I already called it. Our defense going to play well. We're going to shut them down. We're actually going to score some points. Everything's going to be fine.
1: I love, I love it and love and thank yeah. you for the research on the 1994 yes research. That thank was you a big, thank you that was You're a welcome. big contribution to this episode and we all and not only do matt and i but all of our listeners really appreciate it they really That's do fantastic.
2: I'll, I'll buy you guys a Snickers sometime
1: yeah <laughs> that would be great that sounds thank great, great. Yep. all right last thing in common fans we're gonna uh, we'll do uh because w- we haven't hit on it yet we'll we'll do a t- kind of quick walkthrough now i think there will be plenty of time in the off season to go game by game and do predictions and all that sort of thing. But the 2024 Nebraska football schedule was released this past week. And I dare say, fellas, in this brave new world of the new Big Ten and adding USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, I looked at this and I thought, nah this isn't that bad. Like I wasn't, I was, I didn't, I didn't hate this schedule at all. So uh, yeah. we're going to go. Really quickly, we'll tick through it and then, then we can talk about any highlights that jumped out to you guys. But we open at home against UTEP. Uh, that's August 31st. Uh, next, so, so we have, first of all, we start with first four at home. Yes. So we're at UTEP. About Colorado. damn time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I believe it's even on a Saturday, the first game um, in the United States. UTEP, Colorado, Northern Iowa, Illinois. Uh, our first road game is September 28th at Purdue. Then we've got Rutgers at home then we've got a bye week october 12th great then we bye go week. at at it is a great and then we go at indiana at ohio state wow. ucla at home then another bye week we got two bye weeks in uh, mm-hmm. 2024 and then we end the season at usc whoever wants to meet in la let's start making plans now yeah uh, in november and then home against wisconsin november 23rd and then at iowa on black friday fellas i didn't i didn't hate this at all i no. I, mean, I think we got um ohio i think state, it's a pretty
2: favorable schedule
1: i think ohio state is the eighth game of the year i think we got i I think we could go seven and oh seven and oh six and one go I and mean, husker fans always do this right but like, right. <laughs> like we should we should yep. be bowl eligible or pretty dang close by the time the ohio state game rolls around is that crazy no no it's not at all completely agree I mean,
2: 100%, especially well, just depending on how we finish off this year. That might leave a different taste in the out depending on how the last three games point. turn out. Good but point. right now, as things stand, I, I like it. I personally think that you are correct, that we get a good chance at being undefeated at seven games. So we shall see, I suppose.
0: Yeah, good, good timing with the bye weeks. The first two road games are absolutely winnable. Um, it's just yeah. the back end of that schedule is so that, tough.
1: Agreed, agreed. But like, look, I mean, so like, look, it's interesting. like you, you make a really good point, Jeff, about how the season wraps up. But right now, Colorado and and we make fun of them all the time and make jokes about them. But in all seriousness, they appear to be in a bit of a tailspin. So like, how do they? How do they end the season?
2: Mm-hmm. They
1: brought in seventy whatever transfers in the offseason. Do they have another wave of guys coming and going? What yeah. do they look like? You know, you know, I don't, I think that's absolutely a winnable game for us next year. Yeah, I would expect us to beat UTEP in Northern Iowa. And then we start conference play with sure. Illinois. We, we, we start conference play with a bunch of second rate programs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Illinois at Purdue, Rutgers at Indiana. So, and then even after, look, even after at Ohio State, which is a tall order, of course, we got UCLA at home. And I look, guys, and I that's... don't, I want to do a whole, we're going to do a whole separate episode about the four new teams coming from the Pac 12 to the yep. Big 10 the the two that i'm least worried about are USC and UCLA and i'm not joking they don't play defense they don't tackle well they'll probably put up and score some points on some of these big 10 teams but i'm much more concerned about Oregon and Washington
0: than i am about USC and UCLA well yeah and, and par, for me part of that is just the the physicality and yeah. a bunch of kids from the west coast coming to have to play a game in lincoln in november like yeah, you know, we're, we're lucky handy. this like this um, uh, this weekend's supposed to be pretty nice, but if it could be like I don't know 30, 40 degrees when UCLA comes to town with a nice, nice little 15 we, mile an hour wind, 20 yeah.
1: degrees, yep. blustery, yeah, blizzard like conditions, that's what we need. Against oh, UCLA. we'll be licking our chops, absolutely. Yeah,
2: that was the point I was going to make going just having some of these west coast teams come into cold weather. Um, the only thing is with USC. I know TJ said they don't play defense, but they fired this Grinch dude, whoever their defensive coordinator was. So we'll see if they make any adjustments in the off season. And, you know, with Notre Dame handled these guys easily this year. So I have no doubt in my mind that the Huskers can do the same thing. Because I mean, we know Irish is a you know, top notch well, program and they handle business. That's a good USC. point, Jeff. They're
1: in Notre Dame's a really average to below average program. <laughs> so considering what they did to USC, <laughs> no, I really like, I really like Nebraska's chances. Um, I was glad to see too. We end the, I mean, it's kind of annoying that we have, we. it seems to be a new tradition that we end the season with Wisconsin followed by, I, by Iowa. Right. Um, be, I'd I'd love to go to Madison or, or have them come to Lincoln. in I don't know, like mid-October or something yeah. or late September even. Um, so those are always like, everyone's always beat up by the end of the year and then we got to play two traditionally pretty physical programs. But like I, for one, yeah, we, we've only been in the big 10, 11 years or whatever it is. And, you know, it hasn't been great as we all know, but like, I don't want to stop playing some of these teams or like, I don't want to play, you know, some of the bottom Mm -hmm. of the barrel, second rate programs I could take or leave, but I want to play Wisconsin and Iowa every year,
0: right? you know, I
1: want to, I want to play some of these teams that we're just now starting to develop rivalries and histories with. I want to play those teams, even Northwestern, which we're never going to, you know, second rate program. We're never going to lose to them again. That's a common, you know, we've, 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 we've stated right. that clearly yeah. on this pod, mm-hmm. but like, we've had some awesome classic games with Northwestern. So that is one thing that gets a little bit lost in this, but I think the upside is so much greater with, I mean, how cool is it? We got UCLA and USC on the schedule. now. Oh, it's, oh, it's, I, I love it. Great. I mean,
2: and do, uh, do you, do you guys have an answer for this? This is one thing I always wondered about, like um, playing at USC in November. Are they going to have one of those agreements with schools that, like, I'm sorry, I got to bring up Notre Dame again, but they always when they play Notre Dame, it's if they play at South Bend, it's minimum in October. They will not play in the Uh, cold weather. Is that the way it's going to be in the Big Ten, where we have to play if we play in them in November? No, at home, are they ever going to play in a cold climate?
1: I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that in the Big Ten. No, No. I hope not. No, I I mean that would be that would be garbage. That would, be, that would be weak sauce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's it, fellas, for uh, is, another exciting...
2: Nebraska and Oregon playing each other going to cause problems in your home, TJ? I'm going to put you on the spot <laughs> right now. Hopefully Sal's not listening, but is yeah, this no, going to cause problems?
1: It's not. Um, I know, I think it's come up on the on the pod before. Let's just put all the... Let's just get all the the all the, cards on the, table. the facts on the table here. For common fans who don't know, I was born and raised in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm currently a resident of Bend, Oregon. So I met, uh, worked in Washington, D.C. for a long time. And I met an Oregon girl when I was out there. And uh, we've lived in Oregon for about the last five years. Um, and so she's, my wife is a duck. Um, Sally Shannon's a duck. And, um, but we were married, uh, we were already married when the, the Husker's uh won in Lincoln in 2016 and the Ducks won in Eugene in 2017. Um and so um that kind of worked out I wish I wish the Huskers would have won both of them but that did kind of work out perfectly for my marriage. Yeah that the fact (laughs) that the Huskers Huskers got a W (laughs) the Ducks got a W. Everybody kind of wins there. Everybody's happy. Exactly. I will also say like because I'm out here like and because I'm married to an Oregon girl like we watched the Ducks too and Dan Lanning is the real deal, and they're going to be good for a long time. So yeah. I'm glad we've got a couple of years to get the get the program up and running. Uh, yep. For common fans who haven't paid attention, we've got uh, a game in Eugene in 2026, um, and so we got three years to get our act together to come out here and, and beat up on the Ducks. So, I
0: think uh, we got to bring a whole drove of common fans out to 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 stay with you, T.J. You you guys That's have already been put
1: on notice, and let me put the word let the word go forth. From this time and place to all Common fans, uh, everyone has three years to plan, and we're going to have a big ass Common fan celebration in Eugene. And look, if you guys can get out here a couple of days earlier, you come stay with me and Bend. Uh, we hang out, and then we just do it. We just do a caravan caravan over to Eugene, either Friday night or Saturday morning, and we just take over that place. Love it! So Some everyone great, start great. planning. All, all all listeners invited. All listeners are invited.
0: I say we. I say fact, we. All, I say we all drive out there. You Just get a bunch of RVs, <laughs> drive up to Oregon.
1: In fact, guys, I told you guys the story, but for our listeners, I was taking my kids around the neighborhood trick or treating, and I was wearing Husker gear as I do pretty much every day. And this guy who lives down the street from me, who I've never met before, starts asking. He's like, "Oh, are you are you a Nebraska guy?" And uh, so we start talking. He's from Omaha um brian i won't share your last name but uh but uh brian uh appreciate the conversation and uh my my son michael boy told him about the pod and now he's a he's a loyal common fan listener
2: yes so how
1: cool is that but he had just he went Uh. went back for the northwestern game like he's a legit husker fan we're everywhere baby i mean we're everywhere everywhere. we are
0: everywhere so um
1: um but i'm i'm excited look Again, I think I think the new Big Ten, the new teams coming to the Big Ten, and the new world of college football is probably at least a whole separate episode, if not yeah. multiple episodes. Yeah. But I and I, I do agree we're probably losing something. There's some sadness to it with the way college football was before. But there's a like
0: a lot to look forward to. too. There's
1: a lot to get excited about. Yeah, yeah. some as, of the I matchups we're gonna get
0: for for me as as a as a kind of a sentimentalist. You know, you notice how I slowed down on that word. Um, I just hope that we continue to see a lot of these protected rivalries. It seems like the term that we're using for these now, um, because as much as I hate them, I can't imagine us at this point not playing Iowa, or yeah, exactly not playing right. Iowa. Even even like Illinois, like I just I, even though they're a second rate program, it kind of starts <laughs> starting to feel a little bit like maybe that could be like our. I don't know our Kansas, our new Kansas, or our new Missouri, or Kansas State, where we just beat the snot out of them every, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, six seven years in a row. They might sneak up and upset us once, but then you know it's back to beating the snot out of them some more for an extended period of time. Um, I just I hope, and not just not just for us in the Big Ten, like there's some of these games that college football would not be the same if these cert- if there's certain teams that didn't play each other each and every single year so as long as we can keep that protected i'm all for it i think it's pretty cool um these these mega conferences that are forming it's
2: the college yeah. football industrial complex they see that we're on our way back up so they got to change up the schedule and keep us on their toes it's just never ending you guys
0: you know what it's i never say ending. bring it on exactly bring it on we've, it on.
1: we've overcome it before and we will again that's right All right, Common fans, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, hopefully everyone learned something new tonight, whether it had to do with the first college game day sign holder or mustard on your popcorn. Um, Follow uh, me for more recipes. (laughs) Follow Geoff and Lincoln on Twitter for more uh, culinary uh, recommendations. Um, All right. We've got uh, the Terps coming to town this coming Saturday. I think we all we've all picked uh, a W for the Huskers. Um, stand by for dancing in the streets. Uh, we're going bowling, baby. We're gonna go get that W this weekend. I'm feeling good about it. Um, any final thoughts, gentlemen?
0: Just super excited. Um, big game this weekend. I do. I may be watching the second half from my son's basketball game. I don't know why. And this maybe that's a whole other separate pod. Why Yo. these? These people have to schedule these activities, <laughs> oh, these children's activities during are, Husker football.
1: There are six other days in the week. It it yes. will never, it will never make sense to me. Nope.
2: No. But we listen, win this we game. Know- if we win this game, you folks better watch out for the next pod because it's gonna be insanity up there. <laughs>
1: If we if we're able, we'll do an emergency celebration pod. But we're all we're all uh, we all have wives and children, so we'll record as soon as we humanly possibly can. All right, common fans, thanks for joining us once again. Go Big Red always, GBR for life.